Welcome to HubShot's episode 165. In this episode, we revisit the new drag and drop email editor and discover that it doesn't support CTAs, but there is a workaround, plus Google Analytics intelligence, and a really simple way to qualify leads to determine if they are sales ready. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and features and strategies for growing your marketing sales results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Refound, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Really good, and hashtag help better. That's right. And let's talk about our inbound thought of the week, Craig. I was thinking about this. Really, what is inbound all about? It's be always be helping. And it highlighted to me because I was doing, I was updating some of my training. I was doing, I think, the inbound sales training. And you know what? It really did highlight it's all about helping people get to where they want to get to without just shoving things in their face or what they don't need at the time. So it's it's really about timing, context, content, and all these other things. But I think it's great. I think it's a really good reminder. And we'll uh, pick up on that ever so slightly in shot six uh, inside of the week as well. So I want to encourage you. I will put a link to the HubSpot Academy to go and have a look at what train there is. It's, you know what? I'm always surprised how much it's growing. Saw some really good courses today. You're pointing out um, the Daniel Pink one, and then there's an Instagram That's right. mentor and strategy guide, and yeah, Murray Smith was in there. Like it's really good. That's right. So they're really utilizing even people outside of HubSpot that are experts in their field to really help people that are using HubSpot, even not using HubSpot, but using it as a hub for training. So I want to highlight that inbound sales training, and I would encourage people, even in marketing, to do this training. Because I think it really gives you a good understanding of how you can tie in with sales better. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. We're going to talk about email marketing and the new email editor. Yeah, so I'm picking up on this. We chatted about this in episode 161, you remember, when we first yes. um, were playing with it. And at the time, I ha- hadn't really had a good chance to, I guess, you know, play with it in anger, as they say. I have had that chance now and you know what? I quite like it. And I just started with the simplest drag and drop template and that's actually how I'm writing our next newsletter. And I just really like just dropping on text bits and dividers and that's it. I'm trying to make our emails as simple as possible. Yes. And there is a basically a trend or a push to this from most people anyway. So those, those days of the busy templates with all kinds of curved corners and all this kind of yes. stuff in email templates is pretty much going away. I know there are some companies that have branding standards. They still have to do that kind of stuff. But more and more, it's really about pairing it right back, simplifying it, especially on mobile for a better mobile experience and Absolutely. nice and clean. So the drag and drop editor, I think it's time to kind of just embrace that. Yeah. And the utility of being able to drop modules or things onto the email and move them around easily is really good. Mm. However, you do, I guess, sacrifice a few things. And we're going we're to basically chat about our findings. Um, before I launch into that, how, how are you finding it? Well, you know, I started using it on a marketing starter product. And so it was great. You know, I could get stuff done really quickly. It was easy to teach people what to do. It just worked well out of the box. And I loved it. I loved, I loved the templates that are there to get started as well. Quite a selection, you know, here's a welcome email, here's a re-engagement email, here's if you want to promote something. So I think they've got that sort of really well. 
And like I was discovering, like I was talking to you, is that, okay, I was using that and I didn't really transition to using that on marketing professional or enterprise where we use things like calls to actions, right? And I thought to myself, okay, that's cool. And then I went back and I thought, oh, I want to add a CTA in my email. How do I do that? Oh, I can't do that. Did you know about this, Greg? I didn't know about it until you highlighted it to me today. And then it drove me nuts. I couldn't believe it that you couldn't insert a CTA into the email in, in Marketing Pro in the drag and drop. I just couldn't believe it. Well, we'll come back to that because we do have a solution for that. What are some of the other, I guess, experiences you've had with it in terms of using it? Well, I think the design is a lot nicer. It's a lot simpler. It's cleaner. I've had a lot of customers actually tell me, oh, that actually looks really nice. And we created it quickly. It kind of protects you from yourself if you want to get carried away doing complex things. Yeah, I've found that it's a bit limited in styling. So the, the big one that gets me is I always like to adjust the line height in paragraphs in yes. email so that there's a nice space we'll call it breathing room yeah. around paragraphs but you can't actually override that so i find that frustrating so i tend to be putting a whole lot of returns or blank lines in emails which isn't ideal but it's the way i get around it you can't actually add html scripts of any kind they get stripped out uh, i guess that's again to protect people from themselves but the reason we found that is because we tried to get a CTA. there's no native cta Correct. module to just drag onto the email yeah. but we thought oh let's go let's be smart let's go and get the embed code oh yeah we'll try that put it into the source view no nope. yes the editor just cleans that right out strips it out so for example you can't actually override this or you can't set at the email level styling for links to be anything other than their defaults so i normally don't like underlines on links but i use a a border underneath a link because I think it's a nicer style and that's pretty common or hover over uh, things. But anyway, you can't do those kind of things. However, they're not showstoppers, but the CTA one was. So we do have a workaround, a solution for the CTA issue. Um, So I'll go through that now. Basically, and this is a big thank you to Monshuan from the HubSpot support team. I got straight onto the chat with her. I was like, what's going on? How come we can't add a CTA? She goes, oh, let me check. So really, you know how we said a couple of weeks ago, the support people, they're no dummies. They're not, it's not the junior out there. That's back. correct. Um, these are smart people. Yes. So she gets straight on and she goes, okay, yep, I've replicated, can't do that. Oh, I'll try and embed the code. And I'd already tried that. She said, no, okay, that didn't work. Okay, so what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to create a custom control and then see if we can go from the more, if I can add a custom control into the thing uh, that has the CTA. She goes, hang on, I'll just check that out. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Good idea. She comes back. Okay, here, I've created custom control in your portal. Here it is. She gives me a link to it. This is all in the chat, right? Yeah. And she goes, here's what you do. And she even sent me a screenshot, drag that on and insert your CTA. And it worked. Now, the only thing is it didn't really render in the design view of the editor. But as soon as you send your test, self a test, it did render the CTA nicely. So it worked. And so that's actually a really cool workaround. So... With that in mind, we're sharing kind of the, what she did, and I've got a few screenshots in the show notes about how to set up a custom control, a custom module rather. You basically create a custom module to be used in emails, can be a local one. Then you basically add a field to that custom module. This is all in the show notes. And then you add a little bit of uh, code, which we've got in the show notes there. And then you can drag it straight on back in your email, drag it back on, and then there's CTAs in your drag and drop editor. And of course, 
I am hoping that this is a standard. That this no, I'm hoping that this solution lasts for about a week or two because we go, oh, hang on, they've added CTAs to okay. the drop editor exactly. like they should have done in the first place. Anyway, there's the interim solution. All right, onto HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig, and we're going to talk about being direct and not disguising your intentions. Actually, can I can I set this up? I'll say, is there a way, Ian? that we can determine if leads are sales ready. Absolutely, Craig. What, what is this secret magical tip? It is as simple as adding this question to your form. Are you ready to speak to us? Yes <laughs> or no? I love this because it's like, how do you determine if leads are sales ready? You ask them. Correct. And so we've been what about doing this with one of our customers and it's actually worked really well because where you think someone might be ready to speak to the sales team, they actually might not be, but here you're giving them the opportunity. And, and so what we're doing is we're able to filter out what sales follow up and be active about that versus following up every single lead that comes through. And it's working really well. And it's all about being direct, as you said at the start, because we put in these fields to disguise our intention. So the typical one is, uh, what's your time frame for purchase? You know, just researching not to three months, et cetera, all to to basically slot them in or segment them and put them into a nurture. Yeah. They're kind of disguising it. And really what we're saying is, oh, should we contact you straight away? Because as soon as someone puts in, oh, in the next couple of months, bang, sales are straight onto the phone to them. Why don't we just ask them? And so I really like that. Would you like us to call you? You put that as a question. Yeah. Now, a lot of people won't. And these are the same people that when you ask for a phone number, they put in 000, et cetera. Mm. But there are people that say, yes. The reason I'm filling out this form is because I want to actually go to the next step. I want you to contact me. And of course, that's it. Straight through to sales. That's right. And And so you can make that a dependent feel, right? So basically, if they answer yes, then show them the mobile phone input. If they answer no, they don't do anything and just put that submit button. Absolutely right. Let's start actually treating people intelligently and with respect. All right, Craig, on to our marketing gotcha of the week. Well, quite simply, our marketing gotcha was that you couldn't add CTAs to the drag-and-drop email editor, and thanks to HubSpot support, that's been solved. That's right. All right, marketing tip of the week, Craig. We're talking about Google Analytics intelligence, and this is insights in Google Analytics. And you'll see this because there's a lot of machine learning and artificial intelligence running, so they're actually able to give us insights. But let's take this a step further. I hadn't actually tried this. Had you actually, you know, there's a little search box at the top of Google Analytics? Yeah. And you can type in anything. I didn't even know about this. I was blind to it. Because I think when you do that, your assumption is that you're searching for a particular feature to get to, or you're searching for some help. Well, I think because I'm so used to analytics, I know my way around. So I saw it as a help box. Yes. Oh, how do I find the channels report? Like you said, most navigation. Well, it does do all that as well. But no, this is about you ask a question. So you just basically ask it questions. Yeah. What was my best performing page last week? How much revenue did we make? What's the best channel? Like you ask it questions and it gives you these answers. It's very conversational, Craig. It is conversational and it's really smart and surprisingly helpful. Yes. So we've got a few screenshots. You know how I found out about this? By accident? No, I was giving training on Google Analytics at a client site last week. <laughs> and they said, what's How do- that box at the top? <laughs> I was like, oh, I think it's just a help box. I learned things in training. I've been, you know, I've been training clients for years on Google Analytics and all these kinds of things. 
There's so many new things that come out. I think this is a um, good reminder to me and maybe to other people uh, listening that are very familiar with it. You just kind of have this blindness. You're so used to the, doing mm. what you do. You don't go exploring or finding other things or you miss uh, new features. And look, this is really good. Mind you, Google is not that great at telling us about new features, but... <laughs> well, maybe. There's been a box staring me in the face for however... Oh, how long? It's probably been there for ages. <laughs> it's probably been there for a year, Craig. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, make use of it, folks. It's really good. All right. Inside of the week, Craig? Here's a paraphrase of a Seth Godin kind of approach. Is this Ma- from his book? This is not... Well, no, this is from a while back at one of his posts. Okay. It could be part of his book, really. And picking up what you started with Inbound Thought of the Week about helping people. Here's what he says about marketing. Marketing should do one thing, build more trust. Okay, I'm paraphrasing it, but that's Mm. it in a nutshell. I thought that was very interesting. I was reminded of this today when I was reading an article. But this whole idea about marketing, and so I've been just putting together a newsletter for our agency, which I haven't written for agents. I was like, oh, what am I doing in this newsletter? Am I trying to sell? Am I trying to, what am I trying to do? And actually, I found this comment really helpful. I'm just trying to build more trust, trying to help people, and I'm aiming for them to trust me more. It's predominantly, our newsletter is predominantly for existing clients, yep. like there are leads and prospects on the, on the list as well, but it's really about clients. I want to help them better, and I want them to trust us more. And so I found this comment really good. And so really, I think the takeaway, and why we're mentioning it in the show, is ask yourself this. Does any time you work on a marketing piece, does this ad, does this email, this article, does this blog, does this campaign, does this strategy help people and build more trust? Because if it doesn't, then perhaps it's time to question it. All right. On to our retirement of the week, Craig. You know, uh, do you use the social reports in HubSpot? And in particular, the Twitter, some of the Twitter pieces like channels or yeah, timeline right. and sent items and stuff yeah have you ever used those i sad to use the new ones right yeah these odd ones well apparently they're, they're taking them out and i was like oh i didn't even know they were there <laughs> so apparently do you know why they were they're it was, taking it was them highly out? used <laughs> low usage i'm like oh well that makes sense there's one i totally can understand but have a look at this right this is interesting and i look at it from the perspective of they're clearly measuring stuff and measuring what people are looking at. Now, it takes extra resource to actually produce these reports and put it, give it to people. Multiply that by the number of accounts and users they have to do this for. That's a potential massive saving. Oh, so you think there's a, a utilization? Utilization. Overhead. Absolutely. Yeah, well, there is, well, but if no one's using it, oh, you mean preparing it Correct. for no one to use? There is that yeah. as well. I often think really, well, I more think about the code base. Yeah, in the code well, base, that's exactly right. That too. Uh, maintained because these things break <laughs> over time, especially a Twitter piece. You can imagine, oh, oh, yes. oh, it's broken. Well, no one's using it. Let's take it out. There's one less bit of code that we have to test on each release exactly. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. What was that really interesting stat we saw in the HubSpot update about duplicate data or about having unclean data costing oh, costing billions. businesses yeah. three trillion dollars a year. Was it I think. trillion? Yeah, wow. it was something huge. How do they calculate that? Yeah, but it was a big number. I think this is this is one of the things, like, and it doesn't have to just be data that you're managing. It could be anything that you work with. You know, is it a tool? Is it things in your process that you're doing that's actually not required anymore? 
like talking to somebody in sales today, they were saying, one of his colleagues was saying like, why do I want to do a demo? They can watch a video. That's a good point. Right? So prior, if you think about it, when really good video walkthroughs and demos of products weren't available, someone would actually show you, walk you through it and do that. Because I get the logic of that. Yeah. But quite often I'll send videos to people and they don't watch them, but they want to get on a Zoom call and I go through exactly the same thing. And they're like, oh, great. Even if they don't ask questions, like, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks for showing me that. I'm like, it's exactly what was in the video. Mm. There is something about doing it in person that some people prefer. Yeah. And, in fact, there is... Doing it in person, I don't prefer. I much prefer to get a video because, for starters, I can watch it at double speed. But two, I can just stop it, go back, whatever. So I actually prefer a video. But I know some people don't. Mm. They prefer that personal work walkthrough. And here's the thing. This is maybe one of those questions you ask. How would you prefer to have a demonstration? Would you like to watch a video or would you like a live walkthrough? Yeah, that, that is a good one. Well, he's building on it. You know, webinars? Yes. You know, webinars are still big. I can't believe people sign up For to webinar. attend a webinar yes. at a later time. And then quite often you attend the webinar and it's pre-recorded, right? Yes. You've had to sign up to, to watch it. And, and had to sit, wait. <laughs> and wait. And then you get to see the video. It's pre-recorded and it's a YouTube video. And you go, oh, hang on. I'll just click on that. Oh, here it is on YouTube. I could have gone and seen it straight on YouTube. I'm like... You know, it still works for some reason. People signing up for those kind of, well, I sign up for them. I'm fooled myself. But it just seems like an inefficiency. But it's still really, what's the word? I don't know about popular, but it's still. Um, it's still working in certain segments of the market. It's still used a lot, yeah. yeah. All right, Craig, on to our resource of the week. Understanding all the different Google sections in the search results. And this is a post from? From We Are Roast. And it's a good Summary, you know, you look at Google these days and uh, how many how, how many organic results do you see? Well, <laughs> well <it's>, they're <laughs> right down the bottom. You're lucky yeah. if you see any. But there's all these other things, knowledge panels, knowledge Correct. boxes, ask boxes. Answer boxes. Uh, oh, sorry, answer boxes. People also ask the yes. PAA boxes. Yep. Of course, there's maps, listings, there's shopping results, yes. tons of things. There's all these different things. Oh, plus there's the occasional just search result. Correct. Um, there's all these things. Well, if you wanted a good overview, I actually used this in training. I was giving some SEO training to a client last week and we went through all of them and they were just like, oh yeah, that people don't realize how complex Google is getting these days. Yes. And of course the result that Google wants is for you to never leave Google. All the answers exactly. stay on Google. So there's this fight for actually getting attention first, but then click through second. I think it's very, very, very valuable to understand. Like it changes on a daily basis. And, you know, like when we're doing stuff, we'll be testing things and we're like, oh, I've never seen that before, you know, and I'll show you stuff, but you're not seeing it. So it's really interesting. Like, and this is happening across the board, but people are actually not understanding because they're seeing what they want to see or what they, they're getting the results that they want to get and they're getting better at doing that. That's right. That it's people a, don't even realize that it's happening. Yeah, it's a self-reinforcing bubble that we put ourselves into. Exactly. All right, what's our quote of the week, Craig? Here's the quote. If you deliberately plan on being less than you are capable of being, then I warn you that you'll be unhappy the rest of your life. That's a quote from Abraham Maslow. So you remember Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of, of needs. needs? I think we were all, all like that at school. That's a quote from him way back when. I just thought that was useful. Be your best. Don't be less. And I think people do sometimes just, ah, couldn't be bothered. And they're unhappy. 
So not really a marketing-related quote, just a life-related A life-related a life related a quote. life gem. There you go. All right. We would love you to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on any platform that you listen to us on. It will greatly help us reach more people. And we would love if you could actually share it with somebody that you know that really enjoys marketing and sales and maybe using HubSpot because it's actually a great way to get in front of them. Until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.